the book of Ephesians. And we're going to start tonight, in, uh, actually in chapter 1, verse 1 through uh, verse 2. If you don't have a Bible, I have it right here on the screen right here. Uh, most likely you'll, you all have cell phones, and so therefore you can pull up the Bible on your cell phone. So if you want to do that, go ahead. And we're going to read Ephesians 1, 1 through 2 together. And welcome to Light Collective. If you can hear me and you're not sitting here, please come and join us. We would love to have you as you walk away with your food. Uh, you're more than welcome to eat with us and uh, open God's Word. Um, as you were probably walking to go get food, you didn't expect a bunch of people with a bunch of Christmas lights and some speakers and a big tent and whatever this is and setting this up to, uh, to worship God. And what a, what a welcome, what a great evening to do that. And uh, thank you, Robert and Josh, for worshiping or facilitating worship for us. Just to let you know, I don't know if Robert said this. He may have, and I'm just going to repeat it again. But on September 29th, uh, at Redeemer Fellowship Church, we are having a night of worship. So if you if you dig music, then you should definitely be there. If you dig uh, music that praises and glorifies God and our Savior, you should definitely come. And this is what I'm going to tell you. Don't forget this. There's a bunch of flyers right on that table right there. And, um, and you take one of those. You take a few of those, and you invite your friends. We're going to have uh, food. We're going to have music. We're going to have all kinds of things for kids as, as well. So... Those who have dogs, please bring those as well. We are they're very much welcome. Um, and if you don't know how to get to Redeemer Fellowship Church, it's extremely easy. You just get on University Boulevard. You make a right at Hogue Road, and the church is right there on the corner. So it's pretty easy uh, to get there. And obviously, grab one of those flyers, and it will also give you the address to uh, that event. So Ephesians 1, 1 through 2. I'm going to read this, and then we will get into it. It says, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, to the saints who are in Ephesus and are faithful to Christ Jesus, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I know that's a pretty short passage, but there's a lot in these two verses, and we're going to talk about that. Uh, just to kind of introduce to you what Light Collective is, um, if you are a freshman or you are a senior or a sophomore or junior and you have never heard of Light Collective, just to let you know a little bit about us, we are a ministry that started here at USI in the 1970s, actually. Uh, we were a ministry that was started by the pastor of uh, First Southern Baptist Church, David Colson, who, if you're interested in their church, they have some flyers over there as well. Uh, and Tom would, would love to talk to you about their church. Uh, but that ministry was started here. So Light Collective is a very local uh, ministry. It started here in Evansville, here at the University of Southern Indiana. It wasn't something that was a big institution that just started to, to create uh, uh, one of their ministries here, like several other ministries. But it was a ministry that was started here at USI, which I think at that point was called Indiana State University of Evansville, if I am correct. And, uh, and so... I've been here uh, directing Light Collective for six years. This is my sixth year. I'm not from Evansville. I'm not from Indiana. I'm from Tennessee, and I was kind of a transplant. I, I moved up here, and I've been accepted, and, and this is the place where me and my family have, have really called home for six years now. And so we are a local ministry, and we like that word local. I really like the word local. I mean, that's a kind of a, a term that is now in vogue, right? People love to go to farmer's market and get local produce, right? To get local things. 
Uh, I don't know if you've been to the Franklin Street Bazaar, which is a fantastic place to spend your Saturday mornings, but the Franklin Street Bazaar is something started last year. If you go down Franklin Street, they have the Fall Fest in October. Well, uh, during the summer months, uh, summer Saturdays, they have this thing called Franklin Street Bazaar, and all these local businesses, local coffee shops, local um, uh, farmers who bring their bring their produce, like the Amish in the, that live kind of surrounding Evansville, will come to the Franklin Street Bazaar, and they will sell their stuff. And it's so cool to, to kind of support the local uh, businesses in Evansville. Like, I don't really like going to the chain restaurants. I prefer to go to the local restaurants because you're, you're kind of promoting the local businesses. You're promoting local people who have started businesses here in town. And that's such a good thing. It really supports the city of Evansville. And so I like the term local. I like things that are local. I like things that are unique and organic from our community. I don't particularly like the things that are just the the kind of the the um, the establishment the institutional things like going to Starbucks even though I go to Starbucks a lot I would prefer to go to a really good coffee shop that's local and if you haven't to proper coffee which is a great place to go or another encourage you to go to Wired Coffee which is another uh, local coffee shop these are just great places to support and I love the word local and so a reason why I bring that up is because. We um, are a ministry that is very local. We are a, a, a ministry that started here in Evansville. We're a ministry that started in um, here at USI. And so what we, we have here is, I want to start off, because on, on my shirt here, it has our three values, gospel, gathering, and going. And some of you have gotten these t-shirts, you've gotten a Light Collective t-shirts, and you're like, what do those three values mean? And I'm going to talk about those tonight. That's kind of my main thing I want to talk about. And those things are kind of fleshed out here in this passage that we just read here in Ephesians 1, 1 through 2. So I'm actually going to kind of work this passage backwards. I'm going to start in verse 2 and then go to verse 1. I know that doesn't seem logical, but I think it helps here kind of establish what is the most important thing about not only about us, but also what's about this actual passage. So I'm going to start in verse 2. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. It seems like a pretty simple sentence, but it's very profound, and there's a lot going on in this simple sentence. Starting with the gospel. Grace be to you. May grace be given to you. And he starts with this idea of this word of grace. And grace is a term that means an unmerited favor, some unmerited gift. And really the word grace is one word that summarizes the entire gospel. When you see the word grace in the Bible, it's not just a simple word. It's something that summarizes the entire gospel message. That God, through his son Jesus, has given you grace. Something that you do not deserve. Something that is unmerited. You did not deserve it. You did not earn it. It was given to you. The only thing that you've ever earned is death because of your sin. The wages of sin is death. But grace is unmerited. It's something that God has given from his own, his own love and his own mercy. Grace was given to the uh, church in Ephesus, but it's also given to those who have put their trust in Jesus Christ. And because of God's grace through Jesus Christ, because of Christ's sacrifice on the cross, because of his resurrection, how he conquered sin and death, you've been given grace, you've been given the Holy Spirit, and that grace has been given to you, and that's the cause that has caused the effect, what is the peace, peace, be to you as well, from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. 
That is the effect of the gospel. That is the effect of grace is that there's peace and peace between God because, because of your sin, because of our father and mother in the garden, because of Adam and Eve, they sinned against God, they disobeyed God, and they were kicked out of the garden, and there was war between God and man. But because of Christ Jesus, because of grace, because of the gospel, you have peace with God. You have peace. But not only do you have peace with God, you have peace with each other. Which is very significant. In the world that we live in, there's a lot of war, there's a lot of chaos, there's a lot of hate. It's a word that, that we, we hear a lot in the news, you know, uh, whites hate black, blacks hate whites, people hate this, people hate that. And there's a lot of this, this, this chaos and this turmoil. But the gospel brings peace, not between just us and God, but between us and one another. That we all sit here together and we're united together because of Christ Jesus. He even says right here, peace from God our Father. Our Father, we all have a one Father, which is Christ, was His Father God because of Jesus Christ and the Gospel. Therefore, because we have the same Father, we have peace with one another because of the Gospel. The Gospel is such a powerful thing. It's such a powerful force that brings people together, that unites people together, that, that we can now call God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ, that we have the same King, we have the same Master, that Jesus Christ is our Lord and we follow Christ. We praise His name because He deserves all praise and all glory and all authority and He has deserved all that. He's been given that by His Father and we praise Him because He is our Lord. And we all share in that identity that Jesus Christ, who died on the cross, who is the name above all names, who conquered sin and death, who sits at the right hand of the Father, presently is our Lord. And that is the gospel. The gospel is not only does it give us grace, but it also brings peace between God and between one another. And that gospel unites us and it causes us to gather together. And that's the second point here is gathering. So first is gospel. We, we value the gospel. The gospel is grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. But we also gather together. And that is our second value as a, as a ministry is gather. He says here in the kind of the second part of verse 1, to the saints who are in Ephesus and are faithful in Christ Jesus. We have this gathering in the, of the saints, and saints are uh, is a term that uh, it means holy one, someone who has been consecrated. Now, in the Bible, we see the temple being consecrated, right? The temple is holy. The priests are holy. Certain things we kind of identify as holy. This is a holy place. But God is the one that consecrates something as holy. Something is not holy in and of itself. It's holy because God says it's holy. It's holy because God consecrated it. it. He set it apart as holy. He says, you are holy. You are saints to the saints who are in Ephesus. So again, this is, these are the, the church in Ephesus. This is a city in the Roman Empire in Asia Minor, kind of in modern-day Turkey. And these group of believers came together to, to be a church. They were a local church. They had a local culture. The church in Ephesus was different than the church in Rome. The church in Ephesus was different than the church in, in Corinth or Thessalonica or these other, or Galatia. 
this church in Ephesus was unique. It had its own local culture. And they gathered together, not because they decided, like, it'd be really cool to hang out with one another and sing a few songs and read the Bible together, but they gathered together because of the gospel, because of the grace from God, because of the peace created by the gospel. They united together and they gathered together as saints, as those consecrated by God through Jesus Christ, through the gospel, through grace, they have been consecrated as saints and holy ones in the city of Ephesus. They gathered together. It's just similar to what you're doing here. You're gathering together as one people, praising God, praising and thanking God for the grace he has given, creating peace amongst you because of the gospel. Some of you go to church together, like some of you worship together, some of you spend a lot of time together, you fellowship with one another, you gather together in Bible study throughout the week. Praise the Lord for that. That's a gathering together of believers. And that is, not a, that is not a simple thing. That is something that is created by the blood of Jesus Christ and his broken body on the cross. Has created this gathering together, this identity of one people, holy ones consecrated by God. These are not just saints who are in Ephesus, but they're also faithful in Christ Jesus. This faithful, they're believers in Christ Jesus. They trust Christ for their salvation. Again, we're not just gathering here together because we had nothing better to do tonight, right? We're not just gathering together because you like one another and you think it'd be cool to spend Tuesday night together. We're gathering together for one simple purpose, which is to praise and glorify our Savior and Lord. That's why we're here. That's why we're gathering, because we're believers. We trust in the salvation of Christ Jesus. That's that simple phrase, in we're, those who are faithful in Christ Jesus. These are people who trust in Christ. They trust in him for their salvation. They realize that they can never save themselves, that they could never earn salvation, they could never earn heaven, they could never earn God's acceptance only through the blood of Christ, do they have salvation? That is the only means that they understand and know and trust for their salvation is in Christ Jesus. And they're believers. They are ones who trust. They're faithful in Christ Jesus. They are followers of Christ. They're disciples of Christ. And they gather together in that same identity that they identify as believers in Christ Jesus, believers in the gospel, believers in those who have received the grace from Christ. And peace from God, our Father, the Lord Jesus Christ. The last one, so we had gospel, gathering, and going. Going. Going to first one here. I told you I was going to backtrack into this. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God. This is a term, apostle. If you're new to Christianity, if you're new to the Bible, if you're new to the church, you'll hear this word apostle often because Paul writes a lot of what we preach out of and what we teach out of in the, in the, in the church. I mean, he wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. And we see this idea that Paul was an, was an apostle. What is that term? We don't use apostle in our everyday uh, terminology, right, in our everyday vocabulary. You don't watch CNN or Fox News and hear a report on an apostle. You don't, you don't call one another apostles. 
a term that we use. So what does that word mean? What does apostle mean? Well, simply it means someone who is sent forth. A king would send an apostle to another nation to, to present a piece of information, to present a message or a detail or a piece of news. Apostle is one who is sent, is a messenger, it's a, an ambassador, a, a missionary, an emissary. Some, there's the terminologies that we understand, a, an ambassador. We have ambassadors in China and Russia and other countries around the world. So Paul is an ambassador of Christ Jesus. He is sent forth, he is sent out to be an ambassador of Christ, an apostle of Christ. So Paul is one who goes, he was sent, he went out, and he planted churches. Throughout the entire Roman Empire, he started a church in Ephesus. He started a church in Rome. He started these churches, and he, he would write to these churches. So Paul was sent out, and he went. He was going. And he, what is he taking with him? He is an ambassador of Christ Jesus. He, he, he proclaims, he announces the gospel of Christ Jesus, the good news of Christ, that through Jesus Christ, a man can be saved. And only through Christ can a man be saved. He's an apostle of Christ Jesus. He's not an apostle of Peter. He's not an apostle of John. He's not an apostle of the Jewish government. He's an apostle of Jesus Christ. Christ is the one that sent him out. And he is sent out by the will of God. This is God's will that Paul would be sent forth, to be sent out to proclaim and carry the message of Christ Jesus, the message of grace, the message of peace between God and man, through Jesus Christ, this is the message that he was sent out to talk about, to proclaim to the people of the Roman Empire. And as you are here, you are here, not by accident, you are here by the will of God. God orchestrated, he decreed that you would go to this school and be at this place at this time. If you don't think that is true, then you are mistaken. The Bible says quite clearly he created you, he put his image in you, he set the boundaries up of where you walk and where you breathe. You are here by no accident. It's by God's will that you're here. So therefore you've been sent forth, if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, you've been sent here as an ambassador of Jesus Christ. So therefore you have gone, you have left your home and have come here to be a proclaimer of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Pray, amen for that. Some of you are not Christians yet. And I believe that that will happen. If you, if you are seeking God, if you are seeking the grace that is in Christ Jesus, you will be saved. And if you are saved, you are saved by the will of God, you've been brought here by the will of God, and therefore you've been sent forth as a believer in Christ Jesus, going out to proclaim the gospel and the grace that is in Christ Jesus. So you are here by the will of God. So therefore, the gospel has changed you. It has brought peace between one another. You are here gathering as one another in this place in, at USI, here on the west side of Evansville. And you have now been going, you've been sent forth by the will of God. We talk about light collective, right? Like, what does that mean? What does light collective mean? And uh, I had a student ask me today, what, what passage does that come from? So, Ephesians, I mean, sorry, Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2. This is the last thing I'm going to say. This is our, 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 our ministry verse. Philippians chapter 2, verse 15. 
that you may be blameless and innocent, children of God without blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation, among whom you shine as lights in the world. Among whom you shine as lights to the world. A collective is a people, is a collaboration, it's a team of people who gather together in one identity, which is in Christ Jesus because of the gospel, and you are lights to a crooked and twisted generation. And it's because they don't have Christ. Hence why they're twisted and crooked. It's not because they're, they're just bad souls or that they're just bad eggs, but that we're all sinners needing of Christ Jesus, and we have been sent forth in a twisted and, 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 and corrupt generation to be lights in the darkness. Hence the word light collective. So some of you have been to a lot of ministries the last few weeks. Some of you, this is like maybe the last one you've gone to because we were the last ones to kick off. And if you desire to be amongst the people who want to be lights in a crooked and twisted generation, to be lights to a world of darkness, to shine forth the light of Christ, then this is the ministry for you. We want to be sent forth by God to be ambassadors to Christ Jesus, to bring the gospel to people's lives, and to be lights here at USI. You know, there was a, I was we were talking about this this morning in our men's Bible study in our church. We were talking about The Darkest Hour, the movie Darkest Hour. If you've ever seen the movie The Darkest Hour, you should go see the, the movie The Darkest Hour. If they show it on campus, go see the movie. It's about Winston Churchill. And it's about the dark hour that the British army and the British people experienced during the war against the Germans in the 40s and how they were being devastated and, and being destroyed by the Nazis and by the Germans and literally pushed to the brink of destruction and how Churchill spoke against that and said we cannot surrender. We have to stand and fight. We must be light against this darkness that is proceeding to destroy the world. And I feel like for us, the darkness around us is really surrounding us. It's pressing upon us. You may think that being a Christian here at USI is very hard and very difficult. And that being a Christian in college is extremely difficult. But let me tell you and encourage you to be a part of a, a group of believers that love Jesus together, encouraging one another, coming around God's word together, praising God together, going to church together. To be lights in a dark place. There's a lot of sin in this place. There's a lot of people that do not love Jesus, do not know Christ, and they need you to tell them about Christ. So come and join us as we try to be lights in this dark place. To be a group of people who love Christ, who gather together, and who are going together to praise and, say, and, and, and proclaim the truth Jesus Christ. Would you pray with me? Dear Lord, I thank you so much for this evening. I thank you so much for your word. And I pray as we go through this book in Ephesians, Lord, this semester, that you would teach us. This is such a great, encouraging book, Lord. It's also very challenging, very convicting. Lord, I pray that you would show sin in our lives and sin in our hearts. That you would point us to the, to the beauty and the glory of Christ Jesus, Lord. I love in the, in the beginning of Ephesians chapter 1 how you repeat over and over the in Christ Jesus. We are in Him. In Him 
do we have redemption. In him are we adopted. In him do we have inheritance. In him are we sealed by the Holy Spirit. In him, because of Christ. And Lord, I pray that you would draw people as we meet every Tuesday night right here for the next few weeks, Lord. I pray as people walk by, that you would just bring them amongst us, Lord. That they would hear the gospel, Lord, that it would, it would, uh, perk, it would, it would, it would, convict them, Lord, and they would be like the, uh, the, the people in, in Pentecost, and they say they are broken by their sin, and they call out, how shall we be saved? And we say, through Christ Jesus, you may be saved. Lord, may they believe and trust in Christ. May, may we have new brothers and sisters in Christ the next few weeks. I pray that you would encourage these students. We thank you so much for this evening, Lord. We love you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, We're going to have a student come up and kind of give their testimony. And so, Ben, if you would come forth. Forth. It's an old way to say that. (laughs) You would come forth. You can use the microphone if you want.
household my food. Uh, she works during all of our mailroom. Um, God, I pray that you give me a heart to continue to do that. Um, I pray that we can be successful in the ministry this year. Um, Lord, um, I pray that we're always faithful to the gospel here. And if not, that you correct us. Um, bless Mama so much. And in your name, amen. Okay, so if you may Thank you, Ben. Could you do me a favor? If I can get um, Ben and Tom, if you would uh, pick up the cards um, that, so if you fill out one of those cards, uh, if you would uh, turn them into, Ben, y'all just kind of come on down, and yeah, that works right there. What y'all are doing is perfect. Um, now, can I get, um, if, you are a, if you are a Bible study leader, if you would come down, please. And you would do me a favor if you would grab your uh, handy-dandy poster. So, um, okay, yeah, y'all have one. I think it's right there. Some, uh... I think Ben and Tom. Some of these are decorated well. Some aren't. Um, so this is uh, this is what we want you to do. So uh, we talked about gathering here, and we don't just gather on Tuesdays. We gather uh, throughout the week, and we have uh, the Bible studies for you to be a part of. Um, we have a women's Bible study, and Miss um, Ann has, is holding the pink one, which makes a lot of sense. And then um, we have Stephen right here. He was leading a commuter Bible study. He lives in Newburgh, and so if you do not live on campus and you live amongst the other people of Evansville, uh, Stephen is your man. Him, he is a co-ed Bible study, so you don't have to be a guy to go to his Bible study. And you can come talk to him if you don't live on campus and you want to, to be a part of what he's doing. Uh, we have um, Caleb Kalk and Josh, and uh, they do not have a day or time. But if you like the way they look, if you like them as people, go to them. Uh, yeah, if you like Kentucky football, uh, Josh is your man. If you like um, if you like the Spurs and basketball, or you like engineering, Caleb is your man. So you go over there and uh, get to know them, and 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 y'all figure out a time for your Bible study. And then we have the guys over there. That's Ben and Tom. Uh, they are love they are lovely lovely guys. If you like uh, superheroes and Star Wars, and you want to hang out with them, uh, please be a part of what their their Bible study. I think it's on Fridays at six o'clock. So go talk to them if you are a dude and you want to join them. And so I want to just kind of, these are all led by students. There is no outside uh, help here. It's student-led. And so please, uh, please talk to them. Um, they are also going to talk to you about a few other things. They're going to talk to you about being a part of Light Collective. And when you're a part of the Light Collective family, there's a, a lot of perks to go along with that. Not only do you have friends for life, but you have a, a, a house that you can go spend as much time as you want at my house, uh, and you can enjoy the, the, the joys of my kids and my wife and all that. And then there's Denton and his wife and, and his lovely home that you can be a part of, and, and you, can, you can come over. What did I say? What? Okay. Um, you can be a part of, of, of his life, and there's a lot to be a part of the family. It's not just students, it's us and our families, and we are available to you, and we are here to help you and to care for you and to, to be uh, older brothers and older sisters for like our wives uh, in your life. So 
please be encouraged by that. Another thing they're going to mention to you is Fall Retreat, which is right here on this lovely TV screen right here. Uh, Fall Retreat is in Kentucky. Uh, we went to the Converge Conference last year. We are going to the Converge Conference this year. And what you want, I want you to do is when you go to one of these lovely people and talk to them about Bible study, they will then talk to you about Fall Retreat. And Fall Retreat costs $55. It includes the entire weekend. And not only is it hanging out with these people, $65, okay? Um, not only do you get to uh, hang out with them, but you get to hang out with all students from all across the state of Kentucky. We will all be together. So I want to encourage you to take advantage of that. If money is an issue, money is not an issue. Just come talk to me, okay? So I'm gonna, that's it. I'm going to pray, and then I want you to go find one of these lovely people and get information about Bible study. And please come back next week. We'll be right here on Tuesday night at 7 o'clock. And please invite friends. Um, if you didn't enjoy it, I'm sorry. Uh, this is what it's like. Uh, so I'm going to pray. And uh, that will be it. Dear Lord, we praise you for this evening. We thank you so much for all the help we had to set up. And it may seem silly to have lights and just, we just enjoy these kind of things, Lord. Lights and music and ambiance. And Lord, we praise you. We love you. We thank you for a beautiful evening, nice and cool. We thank you, Lord, for the fall season. We thank you, Lord, for new friends. We thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you for singing and praising your name. We thank you for Robert and Josh for bringing their talents and allowing, uh, just to, to, giving them the opportunities to, to be here and to worship with us and lead us. We thank you so much for music. We thank you so much for just to be able to open your word with other, other friends here at USI. We pray for those who walked by and who didn't come. We pray that it would come next week. Lord, I pray that in their minds they go, you know what, I should have gone. I should have sat down. I should have just done the courage and walked up and sat down and enjoyed uh, what was going on. I pray that they would come next week. We love you, Lord. We praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. So